Hello, 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 cuties. Welcome back to another episode of Retro Shade. I am your host, Heather, and I am so freaking happy to be here. I have got to tell you guys, I am just really finding that I love a microphone in front of my face. I love recording the sound of my voice, which is ironic because I've never really enjoyed the sound of my recorded voice, but you know what? It is what it is. I'm just, I'm having so much fun with this. I hope you guys are enjoying the episodes that I've been putting out so far. I've been having a lot of fun doing it. Um, so let's just, you know, have a little update what's been going on. Um, I, I'm going on a journey, guys. Um, I have for the past few months been really feeling like spiritually and creatively just with like my inner work and myself. I feel like I've hit a block. Um, like I kind of got myself as far as I could get and I've been having a really hard time tapping into the next level. I am aware of the fact that there's always another level that I can get to. There's always more depth. And so I, I kind of hit this plateau and I've been feeling really stuck and like congested. And, um, I've been, I've been wanting to get myself out of it, but haven't been able to really figure out how or what everything that I have tried in the past hasn't been working. So I just figured, you know, I think my, I'm a little bit stale in my surroundings. It's been a while since I've gotten out and gotten away. So there's two decisions that I made here and I think both of them have been phenomenal decisions and I'm very excited about them. Um, I'm, lit up, you could say. Um, the first one was I decided last week that I was going to book myself a getaway, just a couple nights away at a hotel, just a little staycation, just to change up my environment, change up my energy. And there was a specific purpose behind it. Um, and it's a, it's a new standard that I want to set for myself. So I have been for the last, I don't know, probably year, maybe even a little bit longer, I've had this program that has been trying to come out of me that I've been trying to create. And it's been coming in little spurts, little bits and downloads. And it was really I think that's where I was realizing and getting kind of frustrated with myself that I wasn't at, I wasn't able to get to that next layer of depth because I could feel that I had something big right kind of at the cusp of bubbling over. Um, and I've been really trying to get it out, but I also really want to kind of honor a natural way of it to organically manifest itself. So... So yeah, that's something that I, it came to me one day where I was like this, I'm just, I've spent too much time in my apartment in this space. It's feeling a little stale. I really feel like what I need is to get out. And so I booked a hotel for a couple of days just to give myself the opportunity to change my environment, change my energy, have a shift and allow myself just this dedicated, uninterrupted time to let the creativity flow out of me in a very natural and organic way. And 
I have to tell you guys, it worked like a fucking charm. <laughs> it was so nice. So I decided to go up to Parksville, which is on Vancouver Island. It's this gorgeous little town. Um, and I went to this hotel that's right on the beach. I had a waterfront room and I just, the minute that I walked in there, I knew that this was the new standard that I'm setting for myself. I, I was able to just treat myself. I stopped at the, um, local, like fresh market. It's like full of organic, yummy goodiness. So I picked up some food, uh, for the couple of days that I was there. So I really wanted to have really nourishing, high vibrational foods that is just going to keep me feeling my best. I brought face masks with me. I brought little bath bombs. Um, and I just wanted to really create a container for myself, a sacred space that I could create feeling my best. And uh, that's what really happened. And this space really allowed me to uh, let this program unfold the way it was meant to unfold. And it is so powerful. It it, it came out more beautifully and uh, so potent. And I cannot wait to roll it out. I have goosebumps. My sacral is fully lit up. This is huge guys. I cannot emphasize it enough. I like I'm in awe of the fact that it came from me. It's a moment where I'm really just stepping back and realizing how much work I have done on myself and how far I have come on my personal journey um, and my journey in starting my business and becoming a coach and really settling into this new chapter of my life. And it was a really phenomenal experience. And I want to do, I think next episode, I'm going to do some more kind of takeaways from that experience that I had of just making the decision to set a new standard for myself, get outside of my comfort zone and just prioritizing myself. Um, so I think maybe that'll be our next episode or in the next couple episodes that I'm going to dive into because there was just so many amazing moments that I was able to take away from it. So just a little nugget, if there's been something that you have been thinking about and you've been feeling like kind of like almost like a niggle feeling like a little nagging I want to do this. This is what I'm feeling called to do. Stop waiting. Just go do it. You will probably regret it if you don't. And that's just not the way to live. You live through experiences and just sitting in the sidelines and thinking and contemplating that is, you're stealing beautiful moments of growth and experience when you put yourself on the back burner or put yourself on hold. And you can come up with a million and one reasons why you shouldn't do something, but all you're doing is hurting yourself. And it's what it boils down to is it's just your subconscious mind trying to keep you in your comfort zone because that's how your subconscious mind protects you by keeping yourself in familiar 
experiences and states because it knows how to operate. And that is the job of your subconscious mind is to keep you safe. So that is my hot tip takeaway from my little getaway. Just go fucking do whatever you're feeling called to do because it is going to set you free. You are going to get some kind of growth and some kind of amazing experience out of it um, if you're open to it. So there's that. The other journey that I'm really excited about and like I cannot shut up about <laughs> to my family and friends is I've decided to take myself on a microdosing journey. So um, this is something, again, it kind of just really organically came to me while I was exploring ways to try and get myself out of this kind of funky blocked state that I was in. And I came across, it's something that has like been popping up a little bit um, more and more in I don't know, like the last like Honestly, since watching Goop Labs and when Gwyneth did that episode about microdosing, um, Gwyneth Paltrow is just my ultimate influencer icon. Um, so it's been popping up more and more since then. And I'm historically somebody who like has never really done drugs. It's not something that I've ever felt tempted or called into. Those experiences has not really been my gig. Um, but I've been feeling more and more called to move away from alcohol, move more into a more sober state, um, and more intrigued by plant medicine. So I started doing some research about it. I listened to some really amazing podcasts, read a lot of articles and studies. Um, naturally, in uh, my Capricorn sense, I uh did a course on microdosing and manifesting uh, while microdosing, and I found an amazing source. And so I've started a microdose journey, and it has been so, um, so beautiful so far. I'm honestly only a couple days into it, so who knows what's to come, but I'll keep you guys tuned on that. Uh, but so far, absolutely loving it. Um, so I just also want to preface that, like, if you guys want to know more about microdosing, uh, let me know. I'm happy to point you in the direction of the sources that I've been using that I feel really confident in. I am obviously not a doctor. I'm not licensed in any of this. So take it with a grain of salt. It's just an interesting anecdote. Um, so topic of the day today that I want to get into is talking a little bit about my journey with discovering human design and why I have become so obsessed with it and uh, why you why you should be interested in discovering your human design too. So in our last episode, I talked about kind of going into the 101, like the bare basics of human design, what it is, the key components that you're going to want to look into. So I recently was a guest on um, a friend of mine, po- my friend of mine, her podcast, um, Shannon, her podcast, The Modern Hustle, and uh, we were talking about human design. And she had asked me how I got to know human design, how I got interested in it, um, and kind of how I got into this coaching sphere. 
And that really prompted me uh, to make this episode because I got to, you know, reflect back on it and uh, realize just, you know, how truly impactful human design has been in helping uh, my growth and my path here and the ease of which I've been able to move through it because it's allowed me to have a much deeper understanding of myself. And with that understanding, I've been able to give myself a hell of a lot more grace than I have ever been able to give myself before. So um, just kind of like an overview from my life, how I did move through my life for the majority of it was like doing everything the hardest way possible. Like even from an absolute child, from childhood on, I have always had to learn lessons the hard way. I have always put a lot of um, weight on myself, a lot of pressure on myself. I really clung to the way that things were supposed to go. Like society has a very specific way that we're supposed to move through life. We're supposed to go to school, get a good education, be, you know, a good student, be a good friend, be a good sister, be a good Samaritan. We're supposed to out of high school. We're supposed to go to university, get our um, education, get a degree, go get a job, get married, have kids, buy a house all the things. There's a very clear step-by-step, almost like you could look at it as a checklist. And though I never actually felt like I associated or connected with any of those steps, I never had a desire to it. I knew that that was kind of the expectation. And I've always wanted to at least meet, if not exceed expectations. I've just wanted to make people proud of me and um, always just kind of ignored or never listened to any sort of calling that I've had for myself or any desires for myself. I've always just looked after everyone around me, made sure that everyone else around me was happy and well taken care of. And really, that was my where I got my source of value was by being of service for other people. I never wanted to share any hardships or anything that I was going through with anyone because I didn't want to burden them with my shit because I just wanted to help them with theirs. And the more that I could help, the better person I was, the more valuable I was as a human being. And what I ended up finding was I was becoming so incredibly depleted because when you are carrying your life out in that way, you're never really replenishing your energy sources. You are, you don't really dedicate a lot of time to going through whatever it is that you need to go through to work through your mindset, your energy, your emotions, your well-being, because you're so busy catering on to everyone else's. And you also end up taking on a lot of everybody's stuff when you are doing that, because it is your whole world. So you're just kind of doubling up on your emotional load. And that's a lot for any human being to take on. It's more than any human being is meant to take on. And one of the things that we learn, you know, whether you're working as a psychologist, a doctor, a social social work, or anything that is of service of helping human beings, one of the first things that you're taught is techniques to help separate yourself from 
other people so that you don't carry that extra emotional burden. So when we are just naturally living our lives that way, that's not something that's communicated or talked to us unless we're in those kinds of professions. So needless to say, I was kind of dissociated from myself a little bit um, and really kind of on top of just the way that I was uh, like living, working, not taking care of myself in other ways, I was doubling my emotional burden. So in high school as well, I always felt really overwhelmed because I didn't know what I wanted to do career-wise with my life. I hated when we had to take aptitude tests, but I was also obsessed with taking aptitude tests because I thought it would be easier. Like this test would just spew out, this is who you're meant, to, this is who you are, this is what you're meant to do. So you don't have to think about it. It's also the reason why I was always obsessively reading horoscopes. I was always reading to find out if like my boyfriend and I were compatible. I love taking a Myers-Briggs test, but I was also super frustrated with them because they were so long and their questions were so weird. And uh, they always seemed so ambiguous to me. Like they're so um, susceptible to being shifted just based on the mood you're in. So my answers one day could be very different from my answers the next day. So how is that supposed to determine my personality? Um, uh, so I was always a little bit overwhelmed in that. And so I kept trying to like think of things that I was interested in and could make a cool career out of them. I was so focused on coming up with a career. So I remember at one point, my dad, who is so amazing, um, he, connected me with a couple of people in the various fields that I was interested in getting into. So one of them was an interior designer and one of them was a psychologist. I, the one that kind of really stuck with me that I really felt interested in was, um, family and marriage therapy. That's what I wanted to get into. And so he said, he connected me with this, um, therapist that he knew and uh, this woman scared the bejesus out of me made it sound like it was the worst career um, like I would never be able to actually make a career in it as a woman in the field it would just be extremely um, expensive a lot of education and the likelihood that I'm able to make a living at the end of it was slim to none. So I was super discouraged and I was like, great. The one thing that I was actually interested in sounds like it's kind of a dead end. So what's the point? So um, I, I did the thing that I'm supposed to do. I started working um, and then eventually went to school and I went and got my degree in marketing. I got my bachelor's degree. And the reason that I chose marketing was because I found out that marketing is basically just a what I call a functioning psychology degree. It's you're studying human beings, their behaviors and patterns. And so it's a way to be able to be in the psychology field that I was so interested in without having to go and get, you know, a medical degree and go through all these levels of practicum. Then I get into the working world and I was looking to find a job that satisfied me deeply and completely. Now, mind you, even through my education, I was having a tendency of working 
extended hours burning myself like the candle at both ends. I like I would it wasn't enough to have a full course load. I had to be a part of different organizations and running events. I found that I was like, I don't know, like a masochist or something. Like I just loved to be stretched as thin as possible, stressed to the max. And it started to become my identity. And I started to hold on to these sayings like, um, laugh to make the tears stop was one. Like people would ask me like, how are you so happy um, all the time? Like even though you have like all the, all the stuff going on and everything's like falling apart. Um, and I was like, I laughed to make the tears stop. And I would also say, um, stress is how I know I'm alive. And it's so looking back on that and those two things, I used to say them all the time. They were like mantras to me and I truly held on to them and believed them and they were true. I did laugh because I was always on the brink of tears and stress, having heart palpitations all the time was how I felt alive. Little did I know that that's not alive. That's like your body on the brink of it. I was stressing myself out to the extremes, um, to the point where in my fourth year of university, my last year, I got mono twice um, because that is how burnt out my system was. Um, and then the year after that, I was a part of this um, big event and uh, we had our first event and then we had a second event. The first one, um, uh, it was so unorganized that it was a weekend event. It was 48 hours. And during those 48 hours, I didn't have a chance to eat any food. I barely got to drink any water. And I got one hour of sleep. And at the end of that, I collapsed. I went over to my boyfriend's house and I, I slept. I came, I walked in the door, I laid on the couch and that was it. I couldn't even like, I, I woke up at one point to go have a shower and I sat on the floor of the shower to wash my hair and my body because I didn't have the energy to stand up. And then the second event was a, a couple days longer and I did get the chance to eat a little more food. I did get to drink a little more water and I did get to eat a little more food, but it wasn't that much. And it was so much more stressful and chaotic than the first event. And at the end of it, I didn't leave my bed for three days because I was so burnt out. I just, I was an empty shell of a human being, but I would feel so alive during these events because there was so much chaos and so much stress and I was under so much anxiety. My body and, you know, the chemical systems in my body were producing hormones um, that were keeping me in this survival state and I was stretching it for longer than any than you're supposed to naturally stay in those states um, so that's why I would hit and crash these really low 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 points but my for pretty much all of my 20s I can see that pattern when I look back on it I would run in that state for as long as I possibly could and then I would get a break and I would crash completely and it would be so bad, like I would feel like an empty shell of a person and then I would start on the next thing and ramp up and go so hard for as long as I possibly could and then crash. So I kept having these like really big peaks and valleys. Um, so 
when I started uh, working after graduation and trying to, that was the pinnacle, was trying to, my focus was on building this stellar marketing career. Like my eye was on the prize of being the director of marketing um, of some big firm doing something glamorous in marketing. And so that was when I got there, that was when I was going to feel fulfilled, satisfied, I will know that I had done what I needed to do with my life. That was the only thing that mattered. So I got my first job and I poured everything into it. And I kept hitting these roadblocks. Like it's, it was very frustrating. So I poured a couple of years into that. And then I was like, I can't do this anymore. I'm like pushing against this brick wall that will not move. I've taken this job as far as I can go. I need to find the next opportunity that's going to provide me that satisfaction that I'm looking for, that fulfillment. So I got the next job and this one seemed like it was the golden ticket. And about a month in, it was the same thing. I was finding it was just the same shit, different pile. So after a few times of spending some years at a job, realizing that it's not it, but trying to make it work. And, and always finding that, you know, there was never, it was never what I expected it to be. It was always the same crap, just in a different pile. And it was when the pandemic hit in 2020 that I kind of, ha- I was given the opportunity to stop this chase. And that was kind of, you know, the beauty of the pandemic was it forced us to stop. And when I stopped, it forced me to really reflect and look back on what I'm doing, why I'm pouring everything into a career. Why am I so focused on that being what fulfills me? And why am I doing it in this sense? Why am I chasing this career that seems to be the issue or the way I'm approaching this career that seems to be the issue? So it was... During a lockdown period that I decided the thing that, you know, the common denominator in all of this is that it's the corporate environment that's really not working for me. So I thought I'm going to start working freelance. Um, so I bought a domain and I was starting to build a website, but after two months I was finding that I was still hitting roadblocks. Like I just couldn't quite figure out how I was going to do it, what I wanted to, what I wanted to offer, how I wanted to charge, writing even the content for the website. I just felt like I was feeling resistance from it and I was like, I don't know what's going on here. So, I decided to look for a course that would help me to kind of crack through that and help me to build it all out. So I ended up coming across this this course um, and it ended up, I don't know how, but it ended up getting me onto a completely different um, masterclass. And the masterclass was all about becoming a life and success coach um, and becoming certified in neuro-linguistic programming. And so for the, it was an hour and a half minute masterclass. I don't think I've ever stayed through a full masterclass because typically like halfway through it, it just becomes a sales pitch. This woman had me absolutely hooked. I watched it from start to finish. I was eating it up. 
it spoke to my soul. And so after the masterclass, I like had goosebumps. I could feel something like in the pit of my stomach. I felt excited in a way that I don't know that I've ever felt about anything before. And I remember um, texting a girlfriend of mine and being like, I just discovered this thing. I think that I'm going to uh, enroll myself into the certification program. And I think that that's what I'm meant to do. I think I'm meant to become a life and success coach. And she texted me back and was like, oh my God, absolutely 100%. I can see this for you. Like that makes a ton of sense. So I decided that I would sleep on it. And in the morning, if I still felt this excited, then I would go for it. I went to bed, I woke up the next morning and I was still like vibrating. I was so excited about it. So I enrolled in the program and I went all in on it. I That's all I did all summer was bury myself in learning everything I could learn about neurolinguistic programming and life and success coaching. And the wild thing was at this time, um, about a week after I enrolled myself in the program, Um, the company that I was working for, we got notification that they were doing a mass layoff um, in the middle management of the company and 60 people were being laid off. And about two weeks after that, um, we heard word that the um, I was working as a marketing manager for a local mall. We found that the mall that I worked for was potentially being sold. And so I was like, well, this is starting to feel like real divine timing. So when I heard that, um, and they, I said, you know what? By the, the last day of August is going to be my last day of working. September 1st, I'm launching my coaching business and I'm, I'm going in on this. This is, I'm committing to it now. So in July, I was told that, um, I was no longer a part of, my marketing group, my director was like, this is, we're just waiting on the final logistics. Beginning of August, I was told that our gift card program was being um, canceled. And then by mid-August, we were told that the uh, the purchase of the company was going through and that the last day of August would be our last day of employment. And I thought, again, if this is not divine timing, I don't know what is. <laughs> like I had goosebumps about it. I've never felt like anything was more clear and more meant to be. And like for the first time in my life, I was listening to the universe. I was listening to my gut. And I was like, this is what everyone else talks about when things just work out for them which is something that I've never experienced. My entire life, I've always felt like I have been working, like the universe has been working against me. And so this is where starting to learn human design, it was as I was, you know, spending the summer learning about um, neurolinguistic programming and coaching, I came across human design and I found out that I'm a generator. And more importantly, I'm an emotional generator. Um, and then I also found out that, um, I am, my profile is a four six. So I'm an opportunistic role model. So understanding these components for myself, first thing to know about me as a generator is that 
I'm a workhorse. I have constant access to life force energy. I can work my ass off, but I can work my ass off if I am lit up about something. If it connects with me, if it resonates with me, then I can work all the live long day and I won't burn out. I still need to take the time to replenish my resources. Every human body needs rest, but I can work, 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 and I won't hit blocks. So I've always had access to this energy, but I was pouring it into all these projects that I wasn't a hell yes for, but I had to get them done. So I could access that energy, but that's why I was hitting all those low points was because I was burning my resources out. And that's something that generators really need to focus on is the fact that, yes, you naturally have access to those energy sources, but if you're not using them in an aligned way, a way that resonates with you, you are going to burn yourself out. You're going to get frustrated. And that is how I exactly would explain my 20s. I was frustrated the vast majority of the time, and I couldn't figure out why. I was doing everything that our societal layout, that checklist that I knew about, I was ticking those boxes off. So I couldn't figure out why my life was being so difficult. The other thing to note is when I found NLP and I watched that master class, my sacral lit up. And that is what uh, what generators are to listen to. When you are lit up about something, like our motto is if it's not a hell yes, it's a hell no. And it, you will get that feeling in your sacral. You will feel it turn all the way on. And that's what I felt. Now, with me being an emotional generator, it means that my solar plexus is my authority. So I will ride an emotional wave. So if you are, um, a true generator, you, your sacral will be your authority and you will feel it in your gut and you will be able to make instant decisions for yourself. If you're an emotional generator, giving yourself 24 hours to ride that emotional wave will clear things up for you. So I used to weigh out decisions. I would look at option A, option B. I would know option A is what I want to do. Option B is what makes the most sense? What's the most logical and what would be expected of me to make? And I would always choose option B and never option A. And I would know that ignoring what I want and going for the other one would be the wrong decision and I would pay for it, but I would still make decision B the one that I would go with. (laughs) So it was, I can look back now because of understanding how my design is and I can see the patterns of my past and always doing the opposite of what my human design is. And looking at this specific example of me making the decision to dive into the world of coaching, the way that I made that decision, without knowing it, I honored my design, but I have this opportunity to look at it and the fact that it is the exact opposite of everything else I've done and how it's worked out so differently for me because I honored my design. The fact that I had the wherewithal and thought, you know what, I'm going to sit on this decision overnight. And if I wake up in the morning and I'm still feeling this excited, I'm going for it. That's exactly what an emotional generator should do. 
Um, so the other thing that I found to be so eye-opening for me as a 4-6 profile, I'm an opportunistic role model. So what the line four means is I'm a very social person. I love networking. I love connecting with people. And as I'm working and moving through life, what I'm going to find is that a lot of my opportunities come from the people that I know. Word of mouth, people connecting me with other people. That's what's going to be the real, you know, light up fire of whatever it is that I'm doing or whatever it is that I'm wanting to create in my life. And that is something that I do know to be true. I am a very social person. I love meeting people. I love connecting with people. And I can definitely say that every single job, every single opportunity, every position that I've been in, every volunteer thing that I've done, every event that I've planned, everything that I've done, even every client that I've taken on since has come from word of mouth or connection. That really is my bread and butter. And it's really cool to be able to look at that and say, yeah, that's 100% true. The other thing that I found super interesting um, is the line six, the role model. So the way that a line six works is um, you live out the first 30 years of your life, similar to the way a line three, the martyr would, where you are learning lessons the hard way. You are kind of in the muck and the mud. You are getting messy. You're wrestling with life. You just, you really have to learn things for yourself. You can't just have anyone tell you anything. You need the experience. And then um, from about 30 to 50 is when you start to really digest those lessons and start to put the wisdom of those lessons to the test and starting to realize that you don't necessarily have to get into the muck and the mud of life. You can observe and learn lessons and share the lessons that you've learned from your experiences. And then after that, the last phase of your life, um, after 50, is being very wise and being able to share and show people um, how to learn those lessons and how to navigate life with a little more ease and grace and joy. So definitely, in the first 30 years of my life, everything was... That was the big theme in my life was doing everything the hard way, having to learn hard lessons, getting messy, um, knowing that something was going to be difficult and doing it anyways, or knowing that something probably wasn't going to work out for the best for me, but doing it anyways, burning myself out and just keeping on going anyways. Um, my dad used to say that um, my brother and I, it was like I was pushing a boulder uphill and my brother was dancing on top of it. And that truly just it hit when he said that the very first time I thought god damn that really (laughs) I wish that wasn't as true as what it was but it is what it is so um, those are a couple of things that just with my human design journey what I have found is just it's given me so much insight into who I am how I'm naturally wired and that allows me to navigate my life with more ease. If I want to create something in my life or I want to go after something, I know how I operate. So I know the steps that I need to take in order to make that manifestation 
a reality for me. I know how I'm going to operate. I know that if now something, I have a ginormous permission slip to say no to things. And for the first time in my life, I'm not only saying no, but I'm standing in that conviction and I'm happy and proud of myself to say no. Saying no is one of my favorite things now. <laughs> um, and that's because I know that as a generator, for me, if it's not a hell yes, it's a hell no. And that goes for absolutely everything in my life. I also understand why I hate ambiguous questions. I love a yes or no question. I don't like open-ended things where I need to like really think or explain myself because I want to make quick decisions because that's how generators roll. So if you're a generator and your spouse asks you or your friend asks you like, what do you want for dinner? Where do you want to go for dinner? Anything like that. You're better off having like, do you want to go to restaurant A or restaurant B? rather than having that open-ended question because you're going to be able to know exactly what it is that you want. You can make decisions better. So knowing that about myself, I'm able to know, share with people around me when they ask me like, what do you want for dinner? I'll say like, give me two options. I can get us there. You just need to narrow it down for me. So it just like though that's just a scratching the surface of the journey, but it's been so powerful when you really start to understand yourself and you're able to look back and see the patterns of your life. All of that is information and information is power. And when you have power, you can create anything. You are limitless potential. And that's just something that I really want to share with you. And I really hope that you take that to heart. You are limitless potential. You can create absolutely anything in your life. You just have to know where to start and how to do it. And human design is just the way that I see it is it's like being handed a user manual for yourself. So if something's not working the way that you want it to work, you go to and review your user manual so you can start troubleshooting your life. It's just, it makes so much sense. It's so beautiful. It's given, it's empowered me to really honor myself, understand myself, give myself more grace and patience, um, and really starting to know like, what kind of self-care tools are really going to work for me, what I'm really called to. And I'm in a place in my life where I've never felt so healthy. I've never felt so secure and strong in who I am. And it's a feeling that I want every human being to feel. Every human being deserves to feel this solid in themselves and love themselves this much. And I think that the more that we all kind of lean into this way, not just understanding ourselves, but when you start to understand yourself on this level, you can start to understand others as well. And you start to hold more space and grace for them too. And I think it's just really healing overall for the collective of us. So that's, I think, what I want to share today on that. Um, let me know what you think of this episode. Um, make sure that you subscribe to the podcast. 
um, rate and review. Uh, come and see me on Instagram at the Heather Fisk. Um, go check out my website, heathercatherine.co, um, to be up to date on all the things going on. I will share that we are going to do, um, on May. Holy crap, guys, it's almost May. May 16th, we're going to kick off a three-day challenge. Um, it's the Life Audit Challenge. So what this is all about is going through three core areas in your life, your digital life, your external life, and your internal life. And we are going to go through and audit what is working for you and what isn't. And then we're going to be super fucking savage and clear house, creating space, getting rid of the things that are draining you, the things that are holding you down, the things that are like chaining you to who is no longer really serving you anymore so that you make room to become the version of you that you want to be to manifest the life that you want to manifest. So um, the sign up for that is on my website. And that again, it's going to be kicking off on May 16th. It is going to be a massively helpful and triggering transformation for you. It is spring cleaning is one of my favorite things. I love going through and purging. It's one of my favorite things. It like instantly energizes me. I'm absolutely savage when it comes to that because I don't have a lot of attachments to things. Um, and so it's just, it's going to be so amazing, guys. You're going to feel so light and airy and just beautiful. Um, so yeah, so the spiel again, rate, review, subscribe, follow me on Instagram, come hit me up in the DMs. Um, and also on my website, you can, um, find your human design. All you need to know is your date, um, your birth date, time, and location, and you can pull your chart and start learning about your human design. Um, and if you want to, figure out, go deep with it, learn about how to understand your design. Um, I am available for human design readings. I absolutely fucking love them. Um, I am also offering, in addition to the readings, um, a PDF printout. Um, so when you're booking your human design reading, there's an option to add your PDF, your user manual, um, so that you actually have like a book about you so that you can refer to it all the time and figure out why your life and you are working out the way you are and how to get it in the direction that you want to get it into. All right, you guys, I love you so much and I will talk to you next time. Bye-bye.